Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Adam, and I work on the business. I'm Tom, and I work on the owner. Together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. And we're in the business of helping owners. In the business of helping owners, Mr. Marino. That's it, man. That's what we do. Yeah, listen. So we're going to talk about some things today. And we have a very amazing guest that we've had the honor and privilege to work with and has mentored us and guided us and helps us really be successful in our business. And you know, we try to at least every three weeks bring a guest on that's going to bring resources, wisdom, and ways for you to improve your business to make it more successful, both on the business end and for you as a human being, right? So there are three main things that I have had the opportunity for, for all of you who have been listening. You know, 2022, my motto is pattern recognition, right, Tom? Yep. It's 2023, Adam. Just to point that out. That's See, like, I just wanted to make sure you- He's living in the you, past again, people. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you were paying attention. You see that? <laughs> yeah. So that's what you were doing. <laughs> so exactly. Pattern recognition, right? That's something that I'm trying to do. So I looked back at the hundreds of businesses I have helped grow to millions of dollars per year. And there's really three commonalities that comes across them. And these are requirements for each and every small business that unfortunately is the cost of doing it. Mm -hmm. You have to have these things. Most of us are not experts in them. Most of us didn't start a business to do these things. And it's branding, marketing, and sales. Yeah. If you do not have branding, marketing, sales in your business, I will tell you right now, close up shop and go get a job. Exactly. Okay? If you don't know how to do that, you don't need to know how to do that. And that is why we have a guest here today. We're gonna let him introduce himself. This is Dustin Napier. And he is from an amazing company called AdBoost. So, Dustin, welcome. Well, how are you guys doing today? Thank you for having me. We're excited you're here, man. It's, it's a great honor for us to have you on this show here. I love it. So, you know, the reason I wanted to bring you on is you really have a modern methodology of helping people with all three of those areas. How to brand yourself, how to market, and how to sales how to do sales. And what I'm going to do throughout this is I am going to, as I've done for many of our one-on-one -on -one clients and some of our group coaching, I try to simplify what those three things are. I try to simplify what is branding, what is marketing, and what is sales. We even did a workshop last night. We had a group of people. We had an accountant in there. We had a, actually a podcast engineer, and we had someone who's in a modeling space. Okay. And we were even talking to them about how do you simplify this? And you know, our job really is you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm going to tell you how to make more money. And Tom's trying to blow your mind with things, right? That's yeah. really what we're trying to accomplish yeah. in our work. And the way we do that is by having a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to do. So first, can you give a little overarching theme of what your company does and um, how you do that? Absolutely. So at the end of the day, AdBoost is really, we're a marketing and advertising company, right? And there's thousands of them out there. But I think from a simplicity standpoint, one thing that we're able to help clients do is simplify the process, just like Adam just mentioned, which leads to faster scalability. Okay. Also, more importantly, really what we focus on is the creative element. Like what is the end destination? And I think a little bit about really what we do is we look at the end destination, which that's how I really build any marketing advertising campaign. It's like, hey, what the heck are we actually selling? Okay, so it's either going to be a product or it's going to be a service, right? It's one or the other, typically, for the most part. And so if we reverse engineer that, we have to be crystal clear on what is the actual offer, okay? Some offers don't work, even though 
you might love it and you might feel like it's the best thing in the absolute world. Unfortunately, some offers don't work. And that's something that we're able to kind of look at through data. And I think all of our decisions really are not what you like or what I like. It's really what the customer base is actually responding to. And I think that's what kind of separates us from, you know, any other marketing advertising agency. Anyone at the end of the day now can put up an image and put up a post, you know, a thumbnail or a video on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Google, right? But there's so much more methodology in there as far as understanding the framework and how we can lead that specific individual to the end destination so that sales process can take place easier. And when you do that, you'll notice a much, much cheaper cost per acquisition on what you're actually spending to acquire the sale. And that's really our whole methodology with AdBoost is how can we help, but more importantly, how can we get something out there that's going to help them make money sooner than later? We don't need a six-month process before we become profitable, right? We have to, one thing I feel like we help clients do is implement at a rapid speed because we can have the ideas and idea overload, but when it comes down to simplification, we can have the ideas, but it has to be implemented. And I think that's what our team is able to do, and we're, we're able to implement I like to say very quickly to make sure that we start getting data sooner than later because we're going to make decisions based on data. We t- I tell all of my clients, look, I'm the, probably the most straightforward person you ever meet, but every single decision that I make is literally typically based on numbers and data. You know, how many people hit the page? How many people opted in? You know, and based on that, I know this sounds crazy and this is, I'm probably going a little off topic here, but but sometimes your actual offer on the back end may change. Okay. Let me use a hypothetical. Okay. Let's use Adam and Tom, if you mind, just says that. Okay. So Adam and Tom have an amazing offer, right? Their offer may be, you know, a lower ticket offer. They may have a higher ticket offer. I'm not going to discuss their numbers because they know their business a lot more than I do. But based on the offer, based on the spin, the advertising dollars associated with getting that message out there. We may have have to increase the pricing on the actual back end of the offer to make sure that the marketing advertising campaign is justifiable. And that is one of the big things that I feel like we're able to help our clients do and understand to make sure that when they are marketing and advertising, yes, you'll hear people talk about, you know, we got to do this to the creative. And I do believe that to an point, but I also feel like if the message is right and you're it's the frequency in which people start understanding who you are is a direct correlation with the no like and trust in the marketplace where they feel comfortable as far as taking the next step within your business. I love that. And and here that's a great segue for me to really start digging into what I said I would do before, which is how do we simplify branding, marketing, and sales? You just said you really have to help people to understand who we are. Yes. And you know, when people think of branding, they, it gets complex and they think yeah. logos, right? Most people, when they think branding, think logos. I got to put my logo on there. Yeah. The simplest way to understand what branding is, you are telling the world who you are and what you do. Exactly. That's it. That's okay. It. This is who I am. This is what yep. I do. Yep. Nothing else. You're not asking them to do anything. Yes. You're not asking them for an exchange. You're just letting them know this is who I am and what I do. The second piece is marketing. Marketing gets really convoluted in people's brains, okay? Now, what Dustin does with AdBoost is advertising. It is not marketing. Yes, correct. It is not sales, and it is not branding. It is advertising. Underneath the umbrella of advertising, you can brand or market or sales. 
but you have to understand how to silo these things. Marketing, get you know, you ask them, well, what's your, what are you doing your branding for? Oh, I'm marketing this and I'm marketing. No, you're not. You're branding. Yeah. Marketing is very simply asking somebody for an opportunity to pitch them. Yep. That's all marketing is to say, hey, can I have an opportunity to tell you what I do and ask you for the potential time to pitch you? Yep. So that's what you're doing, saying, I would like to pitch you. Would you allow me to do this? That's all marketing is. And sales is asking somebody for money or time. You're exchanging. You're saying, I would like you to give me your time. Like we asked Dustin to be on this. We had to sell him to be on this podcast. Right. Okay. Sure. So we marketed to him. We sent him, you know, information in an email. We said, hey, we like an opportunity to talk to you about doing the podcast. And then he said, oh, okay, I'm interested. And then we sold him saying, hey, we'd like you to spend up to a half an hour, whatever it may be, on this podcast with us. And then we closed him by he is now here. Yes. That's when right. you sell somebody, you're asking them to give up something. It's usually their time or their money. Now, if you're in business, I hope 90% of that is asking for money. Otherwise, you're not very profitable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what sales really is. It's, I'm just saying, hey, can you give me your money for this thing that, or service that I'm going to produce for you? So maybe you can break down through your advertising, Dustin, is how, why do people get so confused in advertising of what silo are they in? Are they branding, marketing, or sales? I think a lot of the confusion lies in, in the information. We're in a digital age to where we can go on YouTube and figure out something. But the problem is there's 10 different ways to, and we might get 10 different answers, and some of those answers aren't correct. So, And I, I think that's a big, sometimes when we get this feeling of overwhelm, and I have to explain this to clients, it's like, focus on the task at hand. I have an amazing client. This lady is like a neuroscientist. She has like her PhD and all these, I mean, wicked smart lady. But us as entrepreneurs have this shiny object syndrome, okay, where it's like, hey, we had this idea. And then no shit, 30 minutes later, it's like, oh, we have this other idea. Right. And what happens is people get almost like congluded with like information over where it's like, hey, there's this way to do it. There's this way to do it. There's this way to do it. And there's this way to do it. And it leads to inaction. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, like I had a client, like the lady I was just telling you, about, he, she really focuses, she is a perfectionist. And I'm talking, like, I'm like, hey, can you just film me a really quick, you know, 60 second video? Well, she's like, no, we have to go out. We got to get this video videographer. We got to do this. We, the lighting has to be right. I mean, needless to say, we hired the video videographer. No, I mean, I'm telling you, the lady spent like five grand. I'm telling you, like, we could have filmed a 60 second video on her cell phone. It would have right. served the purpose. But it was the fact that, we turn, she turned it into a two-week project, okay? And at the end of the day, they and she didn't like it. And I'm like, look, I love you, but at the end of the day, and I want to be able to help you, but we have to focus on, imp- like, it has to be done. Focus on imperfect action, number one, and get something out there. The, and I would say from a frequency standpoint, one thing I learned a long time ago, and this is kind of off topic, but the frequency in which we make the actual offer is a direct correlation with the revenue generated for any company. And I think that is like, whenever I look at like marketing and I'm looking at sales and I'm looking at the fulfillment aspect, how can we simplify that process to make sure things get implemented sooner than later? I'm big on like, let's get it out there. Obviously it can be improved. I had this discussion with Adam and Tom actually. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Look. The videos can obviously be a thousand times better, but let's focus on getting engagement, building the audience, and being able to retarget appropriately. 
Well, I think that's one of the things, Dustin, that really attracted us to you is the rapid speed with which you take action, right? We know that perfectionism is usually the enemy of success and, perf- and getting things out there, but it's about the failure. You yeah. said to me on our first call, dude, you got to get like 200 ads out there. And I was like, 200 ads? How do you get 200 ads out there from a 30-second or 60-second video? Yeah. But you are getting the ads out there because every ad is different and you're looking for which one is going to be the big one that's going to get us the most traction. And that's what I loved about our first conversation. And what people have to understand, too, is that there is so much cost associated with it. And working with someone like Dustin, who is looking at the result of every single ad, like there's so many things that I've learned that I had no idea about, like cost per click and cost per call. And what people have to understand is, is there's a cost for branding, there is a cost for marketing, and then there is a cost for sales. And we're trying to measure all those things. So, Dustin, can you go a little bit into explaining what you're looking at to optimize, what optimizing our ads really looks like and what you're trying to do to help us with all three of those things? That's a great question. So, I mean, I've had the opportunity, no kidding, at this point, spending millions of dollars in ad spend. I mean, we're even spending millions of dollars on a monthly basis. So, you know, collectively with clients. But one of the main things that I'm looking for is, number one, CPMs. And a lot of people aren't familiar with that. If you don't know what that is, that's your cost per thousand impressions. That's number one, okay? That number is too high. Two things are going to take place. Your audience size is either too small or you're not targeting the right people with, the obviously, the offer. Mm-hmm. The second thing is clicks, okay? Anytime I'm creating an account, I want to try to get that link click less than a dollar, right? Now, certain offers, obviously, if you have a, like I have a client that, recently onboarded she's selling a five thousand dollar you know literally mirror and so for her i'm like five dollars a click but the audience that we're going after is you know affluent interior decorators design so for her you know the strategy may be a little different but if we keep this simple and we say hey we're focused on small businesses i would say number one focus on driving your cpms down if you notice that your cpms are too high we need to go back to the creative element and make sure that the creative is being optimized I do want to dive into that with you guys and let's maybe write this question down as far as talking about different psychological frameworks. I think that's key from a video standpoint that we can maybe discuss later. But back on CPMs, the next thing is tracking, okay? Now, in order to Facebook, Instagram, Google, TikTok, they're going to naturally track like your link clicks. But the most important thing, okay, us as a business owner, is we have to understand measurability when we start marketing and advertising. We need to know what does it cost based on your funnel framework. And I'm going to keep two funnel frameworks for you just to keep it very simple. Obviously, there's upsells, downsells, and that. But let's use service-based industry, okay? That's probably for most of you guys. Um, if you're in the service-based industry, the main thing that we're understanding is, hey, what does it cost to click? What is that next step, whether that be a lead, whether that be a booked calendar? What is that specific action cost? And more importantly, what does it cost to get someone to actually show up, okay? So... I caught, you know, whenever we have our sales team and sales me, hey, how many people did we call out of leads? How many people did we actually, you know, like set, which is like getting someone to book? How many people actually showed? And more importantly, how many people closed? Those are the main metrics that we're measuring from a measurability standpoint, like as far as the true funnel framework. When we go back to the ad level and we start saying, okay, cool, we have less than $30 CPMs. Our link clicks are less than a dollar. Good. Our lead cost, again, depending on your offer, you may pay $5 a lead. I've seen clients pay $500 a lead. Some attorneys that we work with, like in New York, 
they don't mind spending five dollars a lead on a personal injury case because they understand that you know they get that client. It's an eighty-three, at least thousand dollar, you know, client, so that they were going to mm-hmm. be paid for. So spending five hundred bucks to acquire a very solid lead is a hundred percent doable. Do the offer now. Let's say that you have, you know, let's use a, a landscaping company or something like that. You know, that's focused on, you know keep it simple, cutting, like maybe cutting down trees or something. Well, the offer at the end of the day is 500. So if it costs us $500 to get the lead, that is not a profitable business. So you need to make sure that dependent upon your offer, those are some of the key metrics that you want to look at. Okay. CPMs, lead cost per link click. More importantly, what does it cost to acquire the lead? What does it cost to acquire the next action after the lead? Whether that means phone call, whether that means scheduling a booking appointment, through something like Calendly, Acuity Scheduling, Go High Level, HubSpot, whatever calendar software that you decide to use at that point. And then more importantly, out of when you look at the last metric, based on all of your spend, okay, and all of your investment that you're making as a whole to acquire that new client and acquire that sale, what is that true CPA, which would be your cost per acquisition or cost per sale? That's very that that's your service-based industry in a nutshell, okay? Can you have different prompts where you're not even worried about, you know, acquiring the lead and you're just looking for inbound phone calls? A hundred percent. Well, guess what? That can be measurable. You can measure that by focusing on inbound calls through something like Meta, setting up a call now lead campaign or on a campaign on Google, focusing directly on, you know, putting in your exact number. Someone searches out, let's say, best landscaper in New York or Brooklyn or wherever and boom, your ads pop on Google, someone clicks, they directly call you. Google tracks to figure out how much that phone call actually t- um, costs to acquire. Okay? Second business, which is, we do a lot of these now, believe it or not, are e-commerce businesses. And this is one thing if you're in the e-commerce space, you're running a Shopify store, WooCommerce, whatever it may be. you got to be able to invest like you're investing into any business. Okay, If you're wanting to invest $10 a day, into an online store, it's probably not going to work, guys, because here's the reason why. You have to look at it from a business model standpoint. And I had this discussion with another client. They're like, 100 a day to start? I'm like, if you had to get a storefront location, okay, how much would you be investing in rent for that specific location? How much would you be investing in employees for that mm. specific business? How much would you be investing in electricity for that specific business? So if you take a step back and look at it like that, you're like, I'm probably understanding, underspending for my online store, and that's probably the reason why it's not profitable. But when it comes to e-commerce, I only really focus on three things. Number one, if you want the, if you have an e-commerce store or a Shopify store, and you want to know the number one thing, not to, do not drive to your home page or home Shopify page ever. Okay, mm-hmm. the goal and intent of e-commerce is to minimize clicks. When we minimize clicks. We increase the actual conversion rate that is taking place on that page, period, bottom of the line. So here's an example. You got 15 products or whatever on your page. If you want a great example and a great client that we work with, go to Baking Steel, okay? Go to their ad library and look and see what we're doing for them. They're absolutely crushing it. We're talking ROAS of like 39 to 1, like absolutely crushing it, okay? Obviously, they have a good offer. They've invested a lot of money in their site, but I would highly recommend going look at them. But if you look at our ads, the ad goes directly to the specific product, okay? Again, we minimize click. If I took them to the home page, we're talking one to two extra clicks to get to the actual product. We want to create a sense of congruency, and this is something big that you got to focus on. 
we want to make sure that in that specific creative that we're running, there is congruency from the product is listed in the actual ad. So they know when they click and they go directly to the product page, they're in the right place. So this is going to go back to what Adam mentioned before. You got to have the branding. Okay. So if we're focusing on, you know, a product where the colors are orange and black in the actual piece of creative and they bounce to the next page and you don't have orange and black in that, you're going to kill your conversion rate. They're pro because the trust is lost at that mm -hmm. point. We have to create a sense of congruency across the board. But needless to say, the three metrics that I'm really tracking to further answer your question, Adam, is I'm tracking what does it cost to get someone to visit the product page? What does it cost to get an add to cart? And more importantly, what does it cost to get me a purchase? And then from there, I'd also set it up to where it calculates actual turn on ad spend if you have the proper setup. And this is the most important thing. The benefit of hiring someone that knows these types of pixels, custom conversions, your event code, drag, is we have measurability. You have very detailed analytical data where we can make decisions on. Because let's say that we get a lot of people hitting the page, but nobody's adding the cart. My brain's like, hey, we have to focus on CRO, and I'm using a different terminology, but that's conversion rate optimization. We need to focus on that specific page logistically and figure out, hey, people are clicking here but why are they not taking that next action? And there's a million different softwares like Jar, there's like Mouse Craze. There's tons of different platforms where you can actually heat map your actual pages to figure out where we may be losing people and why people are not quitting. One of the most important things, too, to consider is page load speed, okay? And <laughs> Jeez, we don't know anything about that. Yeah, so some of these platforms, okay, your go high levels, and then they're great. They're wonderful. They're absolutely amazing products, and I absolutely love them. But sometimes, too, you have to be open to, hey, do we need this other third-party thing, potentially, if it can potentially increase the actual page load speed is typically a direct correlation with the amount of conversions that take place. And let me explain. You're scrolling down on Meta, you're on Facebook, Instagram, or maybe you're on TikTok, or maybe you're, and you, and, and someone clicks on that ad, okay? Some of these page load speeds, and we're noticing it more and more, it'll take three seconds for someone to go and actually land on the actual landing page. Well, during that three-second time period, you lose 98% of your traffic, 98%. Wow. wow. And that's a huge thing, which kills conversion rates. That's why you'll notice a lot of times if someone stays on the platform, let's use Facebook lead form as an example, okay? A lot of people are familiar with that. Well, guess what? They click a button, instant load. We're talking about a, you know, the pop-up happens instantaneously. We're not talking seconds for it to actually load. That is why the actual conversion rate on a lead form is significantly cheaper than a lot of times taking someone off of the platform onto the other page. Now, do we have a lot of clients that we work with that take someone off the actual device and then on the landing page and it converts like crazy well, 100%. But page load speed is going to be one of your big things that we need. You obviously want to look at to figure out how can we optimize this. Because if 98% of the traffic's not even hitting that specific landing page, you're spending, a, you're wasting a lot. You're wasting almost all of your budget by just people seeing your message. They're wanting to do it, but unfortunately they're, they're we're impatient individuals and this is just <laughs> using behavior as a whole. We don't want to wait three seconds for something to load. We're instant gratification, okay? So we want to keep that in mind as well. So this is amazing information. Amazing. And some of you may know exactly what Dustin is talking about. Every single acronym he uses, maybe you know it, and you're like, man, I'm looking at mine too, and thank you for the information. And other people may be listening to this, like, what the hell is he talking about? Okay, and here's the key. 
you don't need to know this, okay? You don't need to know any of this. And this is why Dustin works with us. This is why we have him do these things because Tom and I have no clue and we did not know any of this. Maybe a year ago, we didn't. So what I like to, what I like to really show or prove or give you the resource here is that the differentiator between what Dustin does versus what some other people do is you're not just getting advertising, okay? And this is really what you need to look for in anything you're going to hire, even like us as coaches. With with us in coaching, you're not just getting a life coach in Tom. You're not just getting a business advisor in me. You're getting both of us and the resources that stand behind us. So what Dustin is doing is he is giving you a strategy in the beginning. And he said, we have to plan this out. And you know me as a financial planner, I love planning, right? You have to figure out what you are going to do and what is your branding? What is your marketing? What is your sales? What is your intention of serving these ads to people? That's the first thing that he does. Him and his team really work with you. And I got to tell you, I've never met another founder of a company that spends so much time with their clients. And I know you're not a tiny little business that's just helping you know, the mom and pops out there. You are helping large organizations and small alike. So you build out a strategy to help this. Then what he is doing is everything he just explained there, where he is measuring how things are performing and making strategic decisions, informed decisions along the way to take the next action and then pivoting. And this is the differentiator is as you walk through this, you don't set it and forget it. You don't record an ad, put up some information, send them this way. You have to adjust along the way. And here's what's crazy is, Every one of you is listening to this that owns, manages, or runs a business. You do this every single day with your business. Why aren't you doing this with your advertising? I see too many of our clients that have the same ad they had two years ago with no adjustment. And they're like, yeah, but I'm getting these clicks. Yeah, but I get a phone call. Yeah, but I get... And it frustrates me to no end because they are trying to do something and not doing it effectively. And they're, quite honestly, throwing their money in the garbage. Mm-hmm. When you hire somebody and you work with an expert in the area who goes above and beyond and holds your hand through it and understands what they're looking at and how to use that information to make you more money, make the advertising more effective, that is the differentiator that I find with Dustin and AdBoost. So I, I really thank you for all you've taught us, all you do yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy we get to share this with our listeners and our viewers on YouTube and everywhere else. Absolutely. But I do have a question like, how, how did you get into this industry? Yeah. To believe it or not, so back in the day, I've just, I, I used to be very passionate. So I feel like us as entrepreneurs. Used to be? Wait, hold on. You used to be passionate, dude? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, You're one of the most pumped up passionate people. I'm one of those that people. <laughs> I, I used to be passionate about fitness, right? So, and I love working out. And that's really what sparked. I think that I was getting at is like us as entrepreneurs, we like, that's kind of what leads us down this path, right? So like, let's say that, you know, you're a landscape, you might enjoy that process or that might be passed down from a generation. For me, I loved working out. Like I just absolutely loved it. And then I got my little personal training certification and like, and then I started training clients and I'm like, this is awesome. I can make money from this. And then at that point I started investing in coaching and I started investing in mentorship. Things guys like, I mean, you guys are probably familiar with Alex Ramosi. Like, oh, yeah. I know the guy personally. There's different people like, gosh, what's Bedros Kulian? And I invest I in these Bedros. masterminds. And then what happens, though, is you start understanding that you're getting a lot of the same information. But then also, more importantly for me, I was like, 
I loved the training, but then I started to change as far as like, wow, like I really understand like this marketing thing. Like this is for me, it was like, how do I fill my specific facility to increase my capital, right? Because like us as entrepreneurs, the goal is to increase your capital at the end of the day. That's why we do it. So, and hopefully you do it because you want to help people as well and you want to be the best of the best. And that was me. That's kind of been my whole mindset, like with, with working out, like I honestly, know this sounds crazy. Don't look like it now, obviously, but <laughs> I was like, I love bodybuilding. I was like, I was fascinated with it. And then I hurt my back and I was like, that kind of ended that whole career for me. But I was like, I, I was obsessed with like the discipline aspect. And I just, I'm a very disciplined person and like, mm-hmm. If, if there's a process like, oh, you got to eat six times a day and this, like I'm an implementer. I will implement that 100%. And I think for me, it was like, how could I realize that like in order to grow businesses, you have to have the ability to market, you have to have the ability to sell, and you have to have the ability to grow a team. And I was like passionate about the marketing, believe it or not, like that's where it all started. And I was like, well, how do I get these people? So I got really good at like the marketing stuff. I was like, look, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, like TikTok wasn't even around then. So then I was like, I wouldn't say I was like the first, but the guy that I give a lot of credit to would probably be Travis Jones in Australia. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, Mm -hmm. but very smart guy whenever he was kind of ahead of the curve at the time. But then my brain, because I look and think differently and strategically, I'm like, where the hell did, because he didn't just come up with this stuff, right? Like, where does he get his information from? And so that's how my brain started to work. And I started to realize that there's these different levels as far as getting information, right? And where you're getting your information from typically is where people are doing better than you. There's always these different levels. There's different levels of mentorship where you may go and you may start off at, at this mastermind, right? Or you may go up and you may hire this particular business coach at this level. And then needless to say, there's different levels of the journey. And then I just was like, ah, you're going to have to invest in these people. Yes, you can get education from college. I love college. I think it's a great thing. But at the end of the day, there's also people that have already done it. Okay, Like Adam and Tom, they've already done it. They've helped all these businesses. Then they're coaching all these businesses and helping them get to that next level. And so my only recommendation was like if you feel like you're being stuck understand there is another level and when you invest in the right people like an adam and tom and you just kind of feel a little stuck in your business or confused and you need to know like that next step to take they're definitely your guys that can lead you in the right direction like i've actually learned a lot from adam and learned a lot from tom through this process together and i give them a lot of kudos and you know direction because sometimes we feel like we get stuck in this specific level and understand like you know even myself, I know a lot, but I can, I feel like I'm always open to learn something from someone else. And I feel like if you're the type of person listening to this podcast right now, one of the main things you can do is invest in coaching, invest in people that may be on a little bit different level and understand that will give you the kickstart that you need within your business to take it to the next level. I love Love it, man. So thanks, man. That was great. Yeah. Very nice of you. I want to wrap this up and I want to wrap it up with going back to you maybe discussing the psychology frameworks. Yes. Okay. And that's it. Cause that's a good area of Tom. You know, Tom focuses really on the mind. I focus, you know, on the business. So before we do that though, can you just tell us like, how can people work with you? And I know everyone, oh, I'll click my link and go here and do this, but Absolutely. how can people find you? How can they work with you? And if you can expand on not only how, why do people actually choose to eventually say yes and work with you? I would say, 
the the way to get a hold of us is very simple. You can go to www.adboost.org, okay, with org, not com. And from there, you're going to be asked to pretty much fill out a proposal. At the end of the day, we send over free proposals, but all it is a type form where you're going to enter in some details. We can learn a little bit about where your business is now and where we're trying to take it, okay? Now, to work with us, you do have to have, we tell everyone, a minimum of a $1,000 minimum budget requirement, okay? That's for your ads. So if you want our help, like, definitely have something to work with there as far as ad spend. Otherwise, it, I want to be able to set you up for success, right? As far as why they should pick us, I think a lot of it comes down to I care and I want to be able to, I love challenges. Let's just put it like that. If, so, if your business is stuck, there's typically one reason why, and it's your lack of traffic, okay? It's lack of your offer or your message being seen. And our job at the end of the day and why they should pick us is I believe that we have an amazing team. And more importantly, you can have a good team, you can have great ideas, but we have the implementation to back it. And when you have implementation, you can move a lot faster. So I love it, Dustin. That yeah, would be that's, pick us. Yeah. So let's go into, and we'll put all that information in the show notes. So you can just click it right there. You don't have to write this down if you're driving and listen to this or at the gym, hopefully building your body as well. So let's go back to this. I, I'd love it if maybe you you can explain this psychology framework and Tom, if you yeah. can chime in, because that's really your yep. area's ex- mm-hmm. expertise. And then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the big things that when clients come to us, it's like, that you, we have to understand our message, okay? Sometimes we try to like explain the offer and it, it really just doesn't make sense, right? It, a lot of times whenever people are trying to present their offer, they're new at videos, they're scared, they're nervous, they've never even pulled out their camera, put it up to their face and made a 60 second video, okay? It, it's nervous. And one thing that I learned, and again, we're going to dive into the psychology, but and I was taught this a long time ago. When you, anytime you start this stuff, okay, this is going to lead to imperfect action. You're going to suck. This is what one of my mentors told me. You're going to suck so bad, right? But the, eventually, is when you make your tenth video, you're going to realize that you sucked a little less, all right. And then whenever you do your hundredth video, you're going to be like, "Damn, I suck so little that I actually might become pretty good at this thing." And that was taught to me a long time ago. And that's going to lead to when you get get ready. You can fast track that to where the sucking can be a little less from the initial get go. And that's the benefit of like investing in someone that that can give you a little bit of structure to your ads. So one of the first things we do when we onboard a client is like, we're going to understand what is the offer. Sometimes that offer may be to may need to be tweaked a little bit. Sometimes people absolutely love that specific offer and they want to ride with it. I'm going to own I'm like, look, this is your business. It's your offer. Let's ride with it. Let's test it. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it converts. Like, does it make money? If it doesn't, guess what? We can make another offer. But one of the things you want to do is give an irresistible offer. If you want to win fast, I had this call with um, someone else the other day. Look at your brands. Look at these bigger companies and model success. If you're looking at someone in your industry, they may be only doing 50 grand a month, okay? And if that's the top competitor, understand there's someone else out there doing 500 grand a month, and I assure you they're doing it, okay? And they're in your same marketplace. Otherwise, there wouldn't be these big houses with these, with, you know, all of these different things if someone wasn't making money. So when it comes to the psychological framework of the actual video, it's going to come down to use basic psychology. There's one called attention, interest, desire, and action. It's one of the most proven frameworks out there. Um, landing page builders use this. Marketers use it. It's very simple. Okay. And Tom, do you want to lead as far as what uh, grabbing attention really means? 
I mean, grabbing attention is the thing that's going to make it, that's just going to pull you in and say, okay, I got to listen to this. I got to find, I got to know more about it. And that's, that a good hook is what's going to bring the attention to everything. Exactly. You got to have the hook. And if you're a business owner, okay, I'm going to give you some tips. If you're in a local business service-based industry, do this. In all of your ads, say attention so-and-so, like let's do a landscape company for an example, okay? attention so-and-so residents. That needs to be at the top of pretty much all of your ads. And it would be like me, if I'm on video right now and I pull out my phone, I'd be like, hey, what's going on, everyone in Brooklyn, New York? That would be technically a quick little call out, quick call to action. So you have, you're grabbing people's attention from that initial hook, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The next is once we grab attention, you got to go to the I, which would be interest. So now we have to get them interested. And one of the best people that I can probably tell you, Frank Kern does this better than probably anyone else where he is good. He'll say, Hey, in this video, we're going to be discussing X. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he does that strategically and psychologically because he's letting the people already know that if they want to consume this specific piece of content, they're going to watch it. He's going to give them like a little hook on what is it that it's going to be interesting. He does that strategically within typically the first 10 seconds of the video. Why? It's because all the other people, he wants to immediately disqualify them. So mm-hmm. this is strategic psychological framework. I know we're going really deep here, but this no, it's kind, good. No, it's this, great. This kind of stuff and these kind of strategies when implemented, you'll notice that you'll get a significant reduction in lead costs. You'll get higher lead quality. You'll get leads with intent. And that's really some of the strategies that we implement by using different frameworks like AIDA, Problem Agitate Solution, Before After Bridge. There's a million other ones. But those are some of the, the three main ones that we really like to use. Uh, and just to branch off of what you were saying, too, I mean, the, the desire and the action is, okay, okay, if I'm interested in this, do I want this? Oh, yeah, I want this. And yeah. it further qualifies the people that are going to want to work with you and, and buy your product or buy your service. Exactly. You know, you said something that's so important. You have to be – when you we hire someone like a Dustin – for our business. We are relying on his expertise to bring us to the promised land for what we want to be able to do for people and business owners all across the country and the world, right? That's what the intention with which you hire an expert. And you were talking about your client who is the perfectionist and not willing to be imperfect. And that unwillingness to be imperfect is going to present the barrier and an obstacle that not only does she have to overcome, but you have to overcome as the person working with her. And you said something very important when you were talking about how you got into this and how you were just open to learning. And that is such an important thing. If you don't have a growth mindset in this area, because this is out of our comfort zone, man. I mean, for me making videos, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I hate making videos. I It, it has been such an area of discomfort. But to your point, I think we've made over, I've made over 100 videos at this point, And I know that I'm getting better as I go. And sometimes I even shock myself. Yeah. But you have to be willing to come out of that comfort zone. And if you're not willing to come out of a comfort zone, then you're not going to be able to brand market and sale and make sales. You're not going to be able to do any of this stuff. And that's and an expert like you, Dustin, who's come into our business and pulled me out even further. Adam, you know, it's a little bit easy to pull out. He's so good at it. And he's great at it. And but for me, who it was a struggle to and an unnatural thing, I've had to surrender. 
like one of our principles from Atomic Game Changer is surrender. Getting rid of the old habits and the old ways and, and going into new ways and developing new habits. And you've helped me to develop a better habit of selling myself, selling our business and doing everything. So I thank you for that, number one. But number two, I want people to understand that this is uncomfortable for many people. And this is really, you've got to come out of the comfort zone, but you've got to embrace the strategies that you offer. You've got to listen to the experts like a Dustin. And I found you through an ad that I saw on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This guy, like you see all these people selling their marketing services, their advertising services, but there was just something that I connected with. And then we get to meet someone like you and your connections and everything else that you've brought to the table for us and all of your expertise has been well worth it. And that's what I want to make sure our listeners understand is, is that there are a lot of people out there doing this, but part of the psychology is knowing that you're going to find the right one when it's time to find the right one. And we may have had somebody in the past and all that stuff and it didn't work out, but it didn't work out for this reason because we're supposed to be working with you and we're supposed to be understanding how to do this and you're on our level. We get you. When you talk, we understand. And that's such an important part of this. And that's the thing I would say around psychology is if somebody's not speaking your language, then it's probably somebody you're not supposed to be working with. So only work with people who speak your language and are going to help you to understand and do what you need to do to be the best that you can be at this. So Dustin, thanks, man, for being here. We love your energy. I, I love that Georgian accent down, down in Georgia. I love you, man. It, it's I awesome. You. So thanks so much for being here, Adam. That's it. No, yeah, we listen. Like we said in the beginning of this podcast, is this is it's a necessary evil of all businesses. You got to do branding, you got to do marketing, you got to do sales. They usually all fall under the umbrella of advertising. You may not be doing advertising now. You may have had a difficult time with it in the past. But I'm saying, if you can find people like Dustin, of course we'd love you to reach out to him directly. But even if you can't, really start looking into how can I start advertising my business because. If you do not tell people who you are and what you do, if you don't ask them for an opportunity to tell them, I would like you to, here's my service. If you don't ask them to buy that, you're not doing yourself a disservice. You're doing them a disservice because you already know. You're listening to this because you know you help change lives. So don't miss out on advertising your business. And Dustin makes it super simple. He'll walk you through it. He has an entire team to help things out. So this isn't a commercial for him. It's a commercial for you. If you are listening to this, take care of your business because you deserve it. So thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.